Thundergrunt. Steve, <clears throat> John, <laughs> people may notice there's a little dead air right there. The lack of voice and name and everything right there. Yeah, there's one of us that's not here. I'm. I'm gonna let's run down the roll call one more time just to be clear here. Steve, that's me. All right, I'm here. Yes, and you, John. Yes, you are also. I'm John, and I'm here. Here as well. Okay, and um, <laughs> as we both look at the empty chair. Well, I don't want anyone out there to be scared and think they're going to have to listen to the two of us for this whole episode. Ronald, your hero, Ronald, will be here. But he's running late. And, and this is actually the first time that we've ever had this happen where we're at the house ready to record and we find out that Ronald didn't know he was supposed to record today. <laughs> <laughs> we've sort of... Um, we've gotten close to that before. Exactly. I would say that if we were like a, a political administration or a White House administration, we would have run scenarios to yeah. say, what do we do in a moment such as this? Because there's a likelihood, perhaps... It's happened before, like, where the day before Ronald didn't yeah. know or where Ronald didn't know the topic. But this right. is the first time that he's... I think he's up on the topics, actually. Yeah. He's really up on the topics. So he's all over the topic. Yeah. <laughs> it's really too bad he's not here right now because he he's... He would be seen, killing this episode. He's seen a lot of movies. <laughs> um, but this is kind of just a catch-up episode. So yeah. we're just going to... Whenever he gets here, we're going we're gonna to... We'll him just let join. him catch up yeah. as well once hey. he arrives. Hey, catch up, Ronald. Maybe yeah. that's the name of this episode. <laughs> So you're listening to Movie Schmovie. Yes. This is episode 167. That's right. Um, following our very special 166.6 Ghostbusters episode. That's true. Hopefully you've all listened to that. But yeah, we've, it's been a bit since we've been here in John's basement to uh, kind of discuss. We've seen a bunch of movies, I think. And if it were, you know, if Ronald had, had his yeah. way, it would be a bit longer before we're in my basement, too. <laughs> <laughs> today wouldn't be happening. It would not be right now. This entire next month of shows that we're recording today wouldn't wouldn't be existing. So I think, uh, no, uh, it, yeah, it has been a while. I was thinking about that. It, I feel like we're at the tail end of that that gap. We, we you know, it's like a month plus a little bit. Right, it's just this. about, yeah. just over. But, um, yeah, I don't know. We've seen some together, so we mm -hmm. should probably hold off on those till right. Ronald rolls up. But I know, I think, what was there anything that you wanted to mention that you thought or know that only you saw? I mean, because well, I'm not 100% if Ronald saw all of the ones that I was going to mention. I know I don't think he saw Tarzan. Well, I know that of. you saw the BFG, and I, I did not BFG. see that one. And I did not see Tarzan, and you saw that. Right. So I, I don't know. Maybe you want to tell us. I, the BFG in particular, because I probably still am going to see that before it leaves theaters, because my son right, read right, the right. Roald Dahl book that it's based on, and it's Spielberg. And I think if the word of mouth had been like really strong, mm -hmm. we would have been swept into the theater that you know, week, yeah. within the first few days of it coming out. But since right. it's been kind of middling, I have to say it's been easier to kind of keep keep moving that back. It's weird. It's it's I guess like it's not it's not it's not bad in any in any way. Like, mm -hmm. you know, audiences I think like the movie. I feel like especially the younger kids seem to be into the movie. Um mm -hmm. but I don't know, like the things that you said leading into it, just the idea of the source material, the filmmaker, the just the production team behind it, it even the just the cast and talent involved in making it, it just felt like there was gonna be a lot more on the screen for me. And yeah. it, it didn't it there's something was missing. Like I, I Trying to put my finger on what it was, I, I think there's just like that emotional heart or center of the movie, which I think is like pretty present in the giant, 
yeah. himself. But the actual human character, the younger girl, I feel like it's probably the weak part of the movie, which is very odd because it's never usually the case. I feel like Spielberg usually always has a, a, a an ability to really pull out great performances from kids mm-hmm. and uh, kind of have that emotional core. But it's the giant that really is. And I mean, and that, and that, that holds true from the source material also. But I just think that there's... There's something that just ramped up to that movie that is just missing for me. It's not bad at all. Something's it. It doesn't feel special though. Is what I guess I'm trying to say. As a big time Spielberg fan, absolutely. Who probably I think you were even saying that you were kind of hoping for it to deliver that kind of I don't know movie magic. That little whatever that splash, yeah. maybe a little splash of nostalgia mixed in with it. But yeah. I know that it's like we do sort of think of Spielberg as being this director who who handles these fantasies a lot. But he yeah. doesn't really do it as often in his movies as you would think. You know, I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, there's E.T., and then there's Close Encounters, and then the Indiana Jones films, and then he's come back to genre, like War of the Worlds, that kind of movie he does yeah. occasionally. But he does a lot of drama. So to me, him coming back in with a script by Melissa Matheson, who wrote the script for E.T., e. and being her last script before right. she died of cancer, right. um, it did feel like maybe the stars were aligning. And then you take Roald Dahl, who's like yeah. this great writer who has this sort of darkness and kind of wit to his writing yeah. that it was going to be interesting to see Spielberg sort of wrap his, you know, generally upbeat, and I, not even upbeat, but his general sort of earnest uh, storytelling approach to that kind of material. It right. really sounded like it could be something magical. So to me, the fact that it's just kind of pretty good, yeah, it, it does seem like that's that's a bigger disappointment than the than the average movie just being. Pretty well, like good. I guess if you remove all of the credentials from it, yeah, you would just say, oh, this is actually better than pretty good. Yeah, I feel like okay, but then you know, like everything you just said, the writer, the director, the the, the author, the production company, like you know, every just you know when you when you mix that into the pot. It elevates it immediately, mm-hmm. you know, from, in my opinion, in my ex- expectations. And I don't feel like that really adding those people and that talent to the to the mix, I don't think it, like, came out and in a final product like that. I think it's also really, like, interesting to see, like, does Steven Spielberg really have, like, a touch? Or does he have, so does, an, does an audience still connect with Spielberg beyond, like, these adult dramas that he's been doing? And even with those, does that name... Right. mean anything uh, yeah. um, to box it's, office? It's a very, very important question. I mean, I only say that, and again, I think a lot of times when we come around to these box office questions, it's interesting to me to think of how that reflects the what the interests of the mass audience are, right. you know, as far as right. what kind of movie that they're into. I mean, clearly at this point, Marvel could put out a mediocre superhero film, and it would probably open reasonably well because there's a certain amount of people who are up for that. There'd have to be some pretty toxic word of mouth for one of those, at least right now. Maybe in a couple of years it will have cooled off a little. Right. But I'm saying that's something I used to think about Spielberg. And in my mind, Spielberg's going to open big. But yeah, I mean, Bridge of Spies didn't didn't like burn up the charts either. So it's just kind of interesting. And I guess maybe the question I always have is, I mean, let's look at Spielberg. Let's look at Scorsese. Let's look at some of these directors who have never stopped working, but who clearly have an era that they're associated with kind of defining. Absolutely. And that now they're like these grand elder statesmen or these these old men on the hill who have a lot of wisdom. I mean, there's no question that Spielberg is an an extremely gifted director, you know, um, and a very hardworking one. But there's also no question that he hasn't really captured that that zeitgeist or that public consciousness the way that his name almost exists Absolutely. as a brand. Kill, yeah, but does yeah. that name only exist? I mean, are we are we in the age group that that name means something to? I mean, I hold I, on a second, Steve. Oh wait a, 
Oh, the door. Is somebody Who here? Is that? Who is that? Hey! It's your boy, Ronald. Hey. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. No, don't be embarrassed. Welcome to the show, Ronald. <laughs> hey. We're in process right now. Cool. Progress. In progress. Um, we, we're glad you're here. Man. Welcome. I, you made I, it happen, though. Yeah. You made it happen. Man, I, got, I was just about to start exercising. We've been like an hour straight. I was like, nope. Yeah. I was like, when? So then you just ran here instead. Yeah, I got the <laughs> message. I was like, what? I was... And I looked on, well, here's the thing. I always look at my calendar before I do anything, mm -hmm. and it wasn't on there. I don't know why the fuck it wasn't on there. That's probably human error. Probably, yeah. Probably. Yeah, most likely. Or calendar most error. Yeah, no, I think yeah. technology failed you once yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, yeah, well, it's good to hear. It's, it's good, good to, good to hear your voice. Man, it's good People to People were see worried, this. I'm sure, you know. <laughs> like, like, oh. Where's Ronald? Oh, crap. I mean, I got to say, it, the conversation was pretty good, but we were lacking that lower register that yeah. you bring to the conversation. Ah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. Well, it's good to be here. I was going to say, we were talking about the BFG and just like Spielberg's relevance. What did you and, think about it? Well, I, I enjoyed it, but we're just saying that like... It's it, done. It, it's Well, it, it it's done at the box office, yeah. yes. But just like the relevance of, of his name anymore with box office. Like he's been doing so many adult dramas and I was just looking at the box office. We are talking about box office and like whether his name is... It was a part of like a, well, I, an I, era, right? Or that John yeah. was and I just about. said, are we kind of aging out of the era? Are we that group with whom Spielberg, whether you like Spielberg or not, yeah. that name meant something, yeah, as a yeah, brand. And so. when I see he's got a new movie coming out, even if I'm not going to rush out and see it, I think like, oh, that's a Spielberg film. That's a good, solidly made mainstream yeah. film that people are going to be interested in. And it's like he hasn't really connected with that mass consciousness in a while you know what's strange like the whole like brand identification thing has kind of slipped away in movies it's I, th I thought that it would be like because it's it exists in everything else so like you know like music producers yeah. that's a thing now right mm -hmm. you know names but for for directors it's less of a thing i mean they're i think you're right with, for directors I, I agree with the studios are, are are creeping in yes. to that spot you got marvel you got dc yeah, exactly. and even uh ghostbusters 2016 starts out with that ghost core yeah. logo at the beginning that to me says or blumhouse, the, blumhouse. Or blumhouse. Yeah, but any yeah. of these movies where you can tell that okay there's going to be more of this <laughs> yeah they came up with like a yeah they came up with like a place card or a, a you know a, a card for the beginning of the well film. it's interesting like it's a really good point that you bring up because like if you think about the marketing for a lot of these movies some of them you'll see tagged with from the director of yeah. et and blah blah right, blah, blah, right. blah but then on the other ones you're like from the studio that yeah. brought you paranormal yes. activity and insidious exactly. mm -hmm. and you're immediately like oh well i know that yeah that's, strange, that's a really man. good point now now like it's like tarantino you're like, yeah. oh shit, Tarantino, and that's like every couple years. He's one of the few one of the name few. brand directors left. You're right. Strange. But, but still, though, but does that equal box office though? Is no. what we're no, talking about. No, yeah. Like doesn't. I'm looking at Spielberg, just just talking about the dollars. I guess in the past, let's just say in the past eleven year, ten years, only two of his movies. Well, yeah, two of his movies have gone over a hundred million. One was an Indiana Jones film that was horrible. Yeah. yeah. But just tapping into that nostalgia, the only other one that went over a hundred million was Lincoln. 182 million. Wow. Everything else is in like 40s to 70s, and that's weird. Like it is, it, weird. it is really interesting that you know, and 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 admittedly, a lot of them are those like adult dramas, except for I guess Tintin. Well, I mean, both Indiana Jones and Lincoln are part of a great like action-packed adventure film yeah. series based around that character. Oh <laughs> uh, wait, no. But I mean, Indiana Jones is one in, of the two. But Indiana yeah. Jones is a brand. Like whoever I they agree. put in Indiana Jones, if Spielberg doesn't direct it, Indiana Jones has a certain currency. Absolutely. I think Harrison Ford and Spielberg and Indiana Jones has a greater currency. So yeah, that's no surprise. Lincoln, it makes sense in a way too because it's a Daniel Day-Lewis performance that we heard about for so long and it was so hyped and it had the 
the Academy kind of, I mean, it's one of those kind of Oscar bait sure. movies. So I do think that that doesn't surprise me that Lincoln would be the one, it got a lot of press, a lot of attention. But all those other ones, I bet if you were to name them, it would be like, oh yeah, I kind of remember that. And I bet they're all decent to, 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 yeah. to, to yeah, not I mean, bad at all or, or to I, great. I think he lost his... This but thing. but but see I don't know that that's that's the interesting point is like it's not so much that any of those movies are really bad no, at all like most no, of them are no. all like solid solid if not really good but the ones the ones that you correlate with greatness had to do with like a, a period of his life where there was like a lot more like absolutely heart and absolutely there's there's something to his movies and that's like and that's like whether he's in touch with like what what we were at that time you know mm-hmm. we are in touch with what he was making at that time yeah. or people now who are older adults or whatever are in touch with the topics that he's seeing as the yeah. subject matter that he wants to make like they're all like these historical biographical dramatic yeah. things mm-hmm. that adults like he's becoming like almost a niche director some in some ways because the niche of like the family stuff like Tintin and now the BFG didn't really catch on that yeah. much but like the dramatic stuff are getting the Oscar nods and are getting like the people that are older going mm-hmm. to the movies and seeing them like Bridge of Spies, which I thought was a great movie. That really was really good. And, 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 and I mean, I, it just, it's like that's almost like a, there's a change mm-hmm. in what I, he's able to draw on yeah. at I a box it's, office still. It's you like know? Him and, and it's that stuff. Him and Scorsese. Oh, so I, I already mentioned yeah. Scorsese in reference yeah, to this. It's, it's, They're like guys who've managed to keep making these like passion yeah. projects of theirs yeah, on this large scale. Spielberg can go into a meeting and say, give him five posters that you will <laughs> lose your mind when you see. You see the Jaws poster, you see the E.T. Yeah. poster, you see all the other ones that he's done. That That's currency forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, no, I, I totally like, agree with you. So there's something about like... Yeah, he's not he's not Francis Ford Coppola who's like out in the world right, right, making right. things on he, digital video. He, he literally <laughs> has these things that I love are, Francis Ford Coppola. I didn't mean that to sound dismissive, right. but I'm just saying no, he's I a guy who had huge successes, huge failures, and is now sort of a fringe figure almost in yeah. terms of cinema. Whereas Spielberg and Scorsese have kept working and yeah. kept the, you know, at least the Oscar nominations, if not, if not wins. Man, I think this... And there's also a thing about like... Spielberg to me, I don't know how you felt when you were a kid. It felt like anti-establishment at the time. Like it, it just felt very like against the grain of everything you were seeing. You were like, there was like everything else, yeah. And then it was like a Spielberg movie. He was like an upstart. You're right. Yeah, and then something about you know you get older and you become you become a studio person. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, it's nothing against him, and I think he makes great movies. But you become the man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you do. Scorsese and Spielberg became the men. They became the studio directors. And that that's kind of weird. Like, seeing his name attached to TV shows and all that stuff, it, it it's weird. It's like, man, what the fuck happened to, like, the feeling I used to have? And I'd be like, oh, a Spielberg movie's coming out. And it has, and I don't think it has to do with, like, Sure, it's nostalgia, but there's a there is a clear difference in quality of the movies mm-hmm. from when he was younger and now. And I don't know what if I asked, I don't know if that just has to do with like passion projects become a different thing. It's honed in a little differently. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know if it's all nostalgia. I think it might just have to do with the direction that the the director goes in when they get older. It's just. You're right. You guys are right. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I well, guess. but it is interesting that those we, that you mentioned Scorsese because he's the other person I can think of who's in that ballpark yeah. of helped define an era. Has yes. has four or five movies that you can point to and say, 
that's that's a contender for greatest movie of the last 50 years or yes. something, you know. And then also has continued working in an almost not quite journeyman way. These guys aren't Ridley Scott, who makes a movie every year or two, yeah. and you almost forget that he's made them. Like, they still seem to have a little bit of that. They still seem to be dreamers, and they still yeah. seem to be guys who love the idea of what film can be. What but it is. I have. To, I mean, it's interesting that Spielberg exists in this zone now where every now and then you'll hear him say something about current movies, and it feels like a benediction from on high. Like, I remember when right. he said that his favorite Marvel movie was Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. and he went on about what it did and how it made him feel a certain way and all this stuff, and it just made me think, like, for James Gunn, that has to mean so much. Oh, my God. But, yeah, what does it say when his... His instincts about what audiences are going to go for just don't seem to be yeah. that sharp anymore. Is it just it happens to everyone? Everybody gets old? No, I think that I think that what the difference now is that the data can be they they can gather the data to pretty much predict the way something's going to go now. Like you right. can say uh, Pokemon's popular. There's going to yeah. be a live action Pokemon movie in a couple years. Yeah, uh, you know you you put these things together. And you put it out. I don't think you can go into a situation and say, "I want to, I want a piece, I want to, I want a franchise or a thing from 30 years ago," and I'm going to put it out now, and it's going to work. That's right. not the way culture works anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? It's not it. That's not it. It moves fast enough that you have to have relevance. Something relevant has to be in the equation, or the movie has to be so good that it kind of yeah, yeah supersedes all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And his movies, when he picks these things like BFG, not strong enough of a thing, nostalgia-wise, that right. people are going to go, holy shit. Now, Beauty and the Beast is going to crush. It is. Yeah. And there's something about like it, it, the nostalgia. Don't you think there's an age thing there? Yeah, that, it is. That the, kid, the people that yeah. care about Beauty and the Beast are people that grew up with that yes. as like a classic. Like yeah. That was in the VCR Absolutely. of yeah. probably so many people that are going into their late 20s, 30s now, which is really where... You'll notice it happen because, well, you're, you guys aren't as old as me, but you'll notice when you age into that sweet spot, and then you'll notice as you slowly start to age out of it just a little bit. It's right, like right. they're still I mean, making movies that appeal to my demographic, so to speak, or at least the cultural artifacts that were around yeah. when I was a kid. But you can start to see that like the nostalgia yeah. is drifting to a different generation. Like I, I was excited to see Finding Dory when it came out, but I found out there were kids that grew up with Finding Nemo as like a perfect classic that were like, this is my jam. I yeah. gotta go see this. Yeah. And I thought, oh, I always thought Finding Nemo was a really good movie, but I saw right. it as an adult who was a Pixar fan. I didn't see it in that sweet spot. So I think maybe yeah. that just kind of shifts. And yes, Spielberg's maybe he held on to being in that spot longer than most. So, yeah, because yeah. he is still a very mainstream, very populist filmmaker. But he's got he's, like his ambitions aren't always going in that. This is what an audience is clamoring for direction. And no, it, and it, they, it, they shouldn't be at all. Yeah, but he also is not accidentally hitting that mark by yeah. putting out it's like Bridge of Spies again, a great film, but not a not a thing that made people think. I, I would love it for him to do something relevant. Mm -hmm. Like I'd love for him to do something. Well, he, like, what, what about the Ready Player One thing? That's kind of exciting. I don't know much about what, it. But what's that? What's that supposed It's to be? like, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's like the game. It's like a game. Uh, it's a game maker, like a video it's, game maker. It's a big, I don't know much about the story, but I know that it has like a lot of cultural references to kind of his era of yeah, stuff, the, but it's filtered through hmm. a story about a person in a virtual world that's like stocked with all these pop cultural references. I oh, think. wow. And that Spielberg has said he's not including any of his own in the movie that he's directing, but the book that it's based on was heavily influenced by Spielberg. So it'll be interesting to see how that works well, oh, if he's okay. kind of taking himself out. But supposedly the original book had references to, you know, his 80s films yeah. as like the, the pinnacle, so... But I don't know enough about it to really speak. I, I don't either. I just remember. But like, I know what you mean. It does sound like a current sort of concept. Right, yeah, right. it's like almost like the the current concept that still can like draw, like kind of draw into those like 
the nostalgia bits yeah. that we're talking yeah. about, but still be current. You know, yeah, not right. be just feeding mm-hmm. off of that. The, the other thing, hold on, I want to say real sure, quick. Sure. The other weird thing, and this is going to sound, I, if it sounds horrible, I apologize, but I really feel like American <laughs> audiences have trouble with it. The BFG is very British. The uh, movie itself okay. is very British. It looks like it. And um, like the it, like the kids in it, you know, the family, every human character in it is. Okay. Um, but I think that's a I think that like is a weird thing with like American like the the that movie Paddington that came out a few mm-hmm. like a year and a half ago, like I thought was a great film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like did gangbusters over like in the UK and internationally, but still did not connect in the states. Because like, I don't know, like I don't know that like when somebody says that something is very British, I have trouble like tapping into the into that and like how that would affect. Mm-hmm. A movie doing well, but like I, I did feel like watching it. I felt like audiences may not be into this because like these, I don't know, like the humor even like when the when there are more human characters that come into the third act of the movie, right. is very British. Mm-hmm. And I think that like doesn't connect all the time in 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 American theaters right. and audiences and things like that. Even like stuff on TV and stuff like yeah, that's why everything that's British has to be remade to American. Right when it's literally the same. Like what? Yeah. yeah like why? Strange, you know, yeah. like you can't just take in what they were saying with an accent, or mm-hmm. or even just their 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 tilt and the humor that they like, or just just that something about that is off putting enough to you culturally that you don't relate to it or something. Exactly. You know, that is an yeah. odd thing. I I didn't I don't feel that way at I don't all either. personally. Like I, that's never affected me. But I like was talking to a few people about it, and like I overheard people like making comments like that. Oh yeah, you know, like this the humor, or like just the dialect, or like the 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 the, the um, what do you call it? The uh, they're just the language or whatever, like the 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 verbiage that they choose, the, like the words that they use, the dialogue. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I don't I don't talk like that. Right, like, you you fucking do. You, it's English. <laughs> like, what yeah. are you talking about? Bond is the it's, only thing that translates. Yeah, it's it's, it's so weird. weird. I, it's, I mean, like I guess Kingsman did well. Um, but that's, that's true. That's there true. There aren't very many British movies that and shows that do well over here. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I saw it in a couple articles too. Like they people love mentioning stuff. that, but that's I don't understand. Part. They love our stuff. Like they, it's it's just strange, man. It's like this. American mentality, like <coughs> our stuff is it. No, oh, of course, a, it doesn't oh, yeah. go outside of it. And well, well, duh. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, yeah. duh, Ronald. It's like Team America. Well, we what are a, yeah. looking at the clock. Yeah, we've got to just because we have a hard out on this episode. I yeah, we might. Do you have anything else to say about BFG before no, we move, move on, on? Maybe to a couple of other it. little movies. All right. All right. What else we got? Um, I was going to say I know you saw Swiss Army Man and I saw Swiss Army Man. Yes. Did you see Swiss Army Man? I did Man, not Steve? see Swiss Army Man. Well, we'll give a little yeah, bit of love to Swiss Army Man. What did you think? Man, <laughs> say what you said in the text message that you sent us. It, it was the most like bipolar reaction oh, ever. I don't remember Let's exactly see if what I, can I find said. It, but go ahead, yeah. you can okay. continue. Um, man, I, you know I'm a, I am admittedly a art house fanatic, yeah. right? And um, stories that are told from a perspective that I haven't seen before, or 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 is slightly familiar but a new twist on it. This movie was a fresh 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 yes it felt good it felt good everything would you say was, it's fresh to death it is fresh to death <laughs> sweet <laughs> yeah. i'm it, in it was so fun and so sad I, i've never seen a movie that went from funny to sad so quickly so frantically right like a like manic mm-hmm. almost it was beautifully shot the the music the music way that the music great. blended into the dialogue the way the music was integrated with the movie is it was is unlike <laughs> Most movie. I mean, it was. Uh, it, it was, was like Adventure Time. I don't know. If it's so I'm gonna strict. second your fresh. It was fresh. It was so many things about its approach to the way the music worked within oh, yeah. the movie was fresh. 
the sort of story it was was fresh. Yeah. The level to which it's both fantasy and and like really depressing kind of drama. Yeah. It just and and yet it didn't feel like it was trying too hard. So many movies yeah. that try to do all those things, I feel like I'm watching not a movie but watching a movie strained to be something it can't be. But I thought Swiss Army Man was uh I guess just for, so that people if if anyone listening doesn't know what Swiss Army Man is, we're we're both saying we really liked it. Oh I yeah. Think. But I could I, I was trying to imagine who would come in and think it sucked. A lot of people would. But what I was thinking but is think it that... doesn't have the earmarks. A lot of those movies that are so quirky that they suck, mm-hmm. they don't have the soul, they don't have an ounce of the soul that yeah. this movie has. Like when you picture a quirky indie movie, which I think I heard people saying when the trailer for this came out, yeah. Yeah. this movie has so much more soul. It's so emotional. It's so it raw. Is. And it's so, what you said, loving. The relationship between these two characters, oh, Paul, Paul really Dano, cool. a guy who's marooned on an island <laughs> and is ready to kill himself. <laughs> yeah. And at the moment when he's ready to kill himself, Washing up on the shore comes this corpse, played by Daniel Radcliffe, yeah. who we quickly discover that his farts can be used to <laughs> propel across the water. So what does Paul Dano do? He decides not to hang himself. He hops on the corpse and he rides him to what could be another island or what could yeah, be the homeland. Some... <laughs> it's not clear. But then the rest of the story is really just this emotional journey between these two two men, sort of, two guys. Yeah. Um, and Daniel Radcliffe does get a lot of opportunities to do more than you would think with a role like that, where he's just playing a dead body. But yeah, I, th- I thought it was really unique. And if that, if it, what I just said about a farting corpse being used like a jet ski, if that sounds like it's up your alley, <laughs> you will love this movie. Yeah, yeah. It has that it. in it. It is it that is. for sure. But it doesn't. It also deals with. It takes that fantasy premise and then deals with it in a very grounded way. The way he discovers all the different things that the corpse can do over yeah. the course of the movie. I mean, the it's name of the nuts. movie, Swiss Army Man, is referring to all the different uses <laughs> of the body of this yeah. dead person. It's so weird. But it like it makes you think about our relationship with death, our relationship with people that we meet that make a difference to us, our oh, relationship yeah. with people who who we learn from, our relationship with people who we teach things to, the friendship, yeah. the love that was fatherly, it was brotherly, it was romantic at times almost between That's the two strange. of them. And I will say this before I stop uh, just jabbering: I thought Daniel Radcliffe was. Phenomenal! In he was film. fucking incredible. One of the best performances I, I've seen in recent memory, as far as surprising me with what it was able to be, what it wow. was able to contain. I loved that 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 corpse. I to, loved that corpse wow. so much. For someone to go from like almost like not being able to speak at all to kind of evolving, yeah, I think I think using a device of a person teaching another person about everything, yeah, as a device to kind of show that person's worldview 100% and and their emotions about certain things and love and life is i mean it's the same thing in stranger things like you see you kind of see these kids explaining a dynamic to to a kid to another kid but then you realize that affects their worldviews how how they love things what they don't like what they do like and this is no different i think that using that as a device to kind of move the narrative forward and then, man, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano, their relationship is one of the best I've seen on on screen in terms of just two people that are the opposites. Mm-hmm, one yeah. one, one is alive and the other is dead. Yeah, <laughs> he wants to be dead. And then and, and seeing, like, it's so interesting, man. Like One requires the use of a cork to stop his butt from farting. Yeah. And the other one, like a regular person, sneaks off and farts yeah. by himself. Also, and that actually becomes a story point, Steve. The <laughs> hiding a part of yourself from the people that you love. Like, if you're going off and farting by yourself in the movie, that's positioned as like you're not. You're keeping something back. Yeah, you're holding something you're back. Fucking, <laughs> it's betrayal on a real level. Like, yeah. 
It's so crazy. But I mean, it's not played like it, you do laugh, but you, yeah. it's almost like you get over laughing at that within a few minutes, and then you're just like farts are just part of the story. Yeah. But what I thought the farts were there for is the same way the sexual content is in there. It's like it's there to remind you, I think, of that grittiness. Like you never are able to forget that we are just, you know, sacks of bones and shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> that end yeah. up turning to to slime. You know, one day, uh, and it's just like. That in and of itself, it owns up to that, but it doesn't dwell on it. And it somehow deals with death and and scatology like that without being like, without being a gross out comedy, without yeah. being depressing, really, even. And it, I don't even, I still don't know exactly what to make of the end of the film, like what's yeah, going on there, but I know that I left feeling upbeat. I think that uh, if you, somebody asked me what it reminded me of, it's like a Michelle Gondry movie yeah. mixed with Spike Jones. It's like where the wild things are for adults. Mm-hmm. Like if, if it's the weirdest yeah. piece of film I think I've ever seen in a while. And I, and I think that it it's, it's beautiful. It's also like the color. Mm-hmm. There's like, it, it goes from like these muted colors to like these real brilliant colors. Yeah, the trailers. Yeah, and then like the, the music. You got to see the way that the music blends yeah, into the dialogue. It like it's it's like a weird thing where like dialogue becomes music very quickly and then vice versa. It's so strange. Or a character will start going, and then it'll cut to another scene of them walking through the woods, and you'll hear that sound while then while they're walking through the woods, one of them is going ah. Uh. Uh, and then the layers, and yeah. then it becomes almost yeah. like a Brian Wilson-y cut type. Yeah. It, it reminded me, Strange. I kept thinking, oh yeah, Paul Dano, maybe he's got like a musical yeah, bent, yeah. or maybe Bug, at the very yeah. least he's got some knowledge of music, because I felt like he did really well with, with playing that kind of, that spark of creation in Love and Mercy. Yeah, yeah. And in this, I felt a little bit of that same influence. And I noticed in the credits, I think it said that he was performing or co-wrote the music too. Wow! So it just felt like a very collaborative piece of filmmaking. Like the like the directors had to find actors that they could trust and that would trust them to make a movie like this. Right. But again, rather than make something weird and off putting and like quirky, they made something really guttural and and earthy and real feeling. And yeah. to me, that's just yeah. I did not I, expect it. I didn't expect to be as moved as I was. I thought it was going to be maybe. funny and weird. I didn't think I was going to be just like. Wow, you know, yeah. and it's also nice to see Paul Dano play a character that doesn't get the shit beat out of him, right, or killed in some gruesome way. <laughs> <laughs> when it unwraps in the end, I was like, "What?" Yeah, ha- I- Steve's gonna love it. Resolved the, uh- itself in a way that I think that is gonna really surprise you. Yeah, you, you think like, "Oh man, this is a this is a crazy quirky movie." Then you're like, "What the fuck am I watching?" <laughs> It's so good, man. Awesome. I'm looking forward it, to it. That's, uh, there's also a bit where they hum the uh, music from Jurassic Park. Yes. Uh, that awesome. becomes like an ongoing theme of yes. them doing that. Da, 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 da. <laughs> but with that kind of layered vocal thing. And it becomes, yeah, beautiful and kind of funny. And that's also awesome. the way you're smiling. That's the way it makes you feel. In yeah, the movie, I, you look, know? I definitely want to yeah. see this one for sure. Mm, cool. So let's uh, let's maybe hit another film. Oh, what have we all seen? What, what else did you see? We... Uh, there's another one. I did want to just. I, I, did, I did find Ronald's response to me asking him how Swiss okay. Army Man was, because we were we were. Yeah. This is before you had seen it, John. And it was Ronald says, "Uh, if you aren't in an art house movie film mood when you see it, it will drive you insane. It's so good, man. If you aren't open into a sa- insanity." You'll enjoy it a lot. It feels like a Spike Jones movie. It goes from funny to sad so frequently. Dot dot dot. I want to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> All I ever needed to hear. I'm in. 
I've thought before that if we just had an episode, if we just got like an automatic text reading software to read yeah, our, like a, a text yeah. conversation with different voices, like I could be a British woman, and you know, well, you could be like a little alien voice or something. But um, no, I. I, I feel like that's pretty accurate, though, yeah, no, the way it, I felt. Like it you've, definitely... you've echoed that yeah. on this episode, right, but right. It's, it's pretty much the, the, the bones of what you just said. And mm-hmm. What I'm saying is you're consistent. Thanks, Well man. done, sir. I appreciate it. Um, what, else, what else did you guys see? Did you see Tarzan? No. I, I don't want to say anything about it that much. I mean, like it, <laughs> it, it, it wasn't anywhere near as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Um, but it's kind of like a, uh, like probably like a hold-up yeah. movie for me. <laughs> hold-up. Like, Hold like, you know, like, it's not like a go-head. Mm-hmm. The, the two that we've just mentioned sound like easy, easy go-heads. Yeah. But, um... It's not a wait for it? Um... No, well, actually, actually, I, I'll change that. I'll say wait for it. Mm. I, I, it's, like, weird. Like, I had not no... That's assuming someone out I, there is going, like, I want to see this. I'm curious. Right. You're saying wait for it. But if yeah. someone's not curious, maybe then it's probably, a hold yeah, up. Yeah, hold up. <laughs> I mean, like, I had no interest, really. I wasn't really geared up for our scale just got our scale just got more complicated yeah. it incorporates the yeah, viewers yeah. it's a better aggregate yeah. if you include that into the it's mix much more sophisticated um, algorithm but i don't know like it's just, it's it's not bad it's interesting like for a movie about tarzan it's it's basically it's like a lot of it's told in flashbacks oh. to him growing up as tarzan right right and to this like you know wealthy man and going back to where he was that's like i never realized that that was a story that was the way the story was going oh wow so that's kind of interesting but like there's not a ton of action, and the action is like very flimsy, and like the CGI is kind of bad, especially mm. for a movie that costs like, I want to say it was like 140 or 150 million dollar budget. Wow. Mm-hmm. I just thought that it would like some of the some of the shots look really great, like the close up like fight fighting sequences between like him and some of the gorillas. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like the wide there's a wide shot at the end of like all of these like wildebeests like charging this town, mm-hmm. and it's like an overhead. It looks like so it's so bad, really? like it's so cartoony how it looks. I'm like how I don't I don't know it doesn't make sense. Damn. But it's not like I don't know it's not horrible. It's doing pretty well actually now. But right. um, I like Margot Robbie. She's know, she's she's very easy. Yeah. I'm almost embarrassed at and how I, much I like Margot Robbie at this point. Oh, dude, she's, <laughs> she's, she's so good. The, she's the best. The but it's also she... it's just so easy. I mean, like I I feel embarrassed to be a man and to be that easy. You yeah. Know? To be like, yeah. okay, there she is. She's a she's the. But she is, yeah. And, and will Christoph Waltz like not play anything besides like a bad guy? Ever? Yeah, it's starting like, to feel like it's, it's like it's that. Always doing well, has he? That. What was he in that he wasn't? I can't think of anything he's been no, in where he didn't. Has he ever tried to play an endearing character? Well, ever... was he a bad guy in Django? Well, I guess we liked him in that. Yeah, yeah we kind of yeah, liked yeah, him in that. It's... But I mean, like you know, after being in Bond and this, it's just like it's the same character. It's kind of like he whole... needs to do something more because he's better than that. Yeah, Sam Jackson. I don't know. I don't know. I like him, but was he in? He's Tarzan? in Tarzan. Yeah, he's in. See, I don't know anything <laughs> about this movie. Yeah, like when you, like when you just said the scenes of him fighting the gorillas are pretty cool. I thought, oh, that sounds kind of cool. And then it's like, I don't know why it didn't occur, didn't even occur to me there might be a cool man on gorilla fight in right. this film. You know, it's like because I just haven't thought about it. Right. It just feels like it came and yeah. I mean, for one thing, this summer season has been a strange summer. It, it has, has nothing has really connected the same way that love it or hate it. The way that a a Batman versus Superman does, right. or yeah, yeah. love it or love it, the way that a Captain America Civil yeah. War does. And I don't know that there's been anything else. And I think the Ghostbusters is another movie that just kind of just should flat. have been this huge. The only things are the animation swell. films. Like yeah. Dory and right. Secret Life of Pets I think now. Suicide Squad's going to kill. It's tracking like a $125 million opening. What? Which is, which is better than Guardians did. Which is. However, huge. I think Guardians, nice. we can say that maybe. 
a lot has changed in the last two oh, years. Oh, absolutely. Like oh, the, yeah. the way has been paved for this like right. this kind of hunger. But maybe audiences are. I mean, I'm sure that when they track that stuff, they look at audience interest. I bet that the lack of something else that seems to be hitting that sector, which is yeah, something that's, that's that it. seems like fun and not necessarily for kids, and also the marketing for Suicide Squad has been pretty been good. Great. Yeah. The marketing for Ghostbusters was very bad. Yes. 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 Even bad. even my wife, who doesn't talk about that kind of shit at all, like said the previews were really bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's yeah. a huge miss for the marketing people because they should have been able to make it look better than it is to get you in the theater. Absolutely. That should have been. So many movies do that well. Yeah. yeah. That's what like, I'm saying. So terrible. many movies that's, you can put away. That's you might all yeah. the time. That's what Hollywood does reliably well is get you interested in shit. <laughs> that's so <laughs> much. And this is an established. Brand people fuck people see that logo and go nuts. However, what you said before, what did you say like twenty minutes ago? Just if it's a thirty-year-old property, yeah. just slapping the name on it doesn't mean it's anything. You have to give people a reason. People are are net because the internet debunks everything. Mm-hmm. There, there's enough information at this point that you can shit on everything. It has to be good enough and it has to be marketed well enough, right? Mm-hmm. And it can't be in a way that seems like they're insulting your intelligence, man. Like people are. People are above the stupid shit that they used to right. do, man. It's 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 it takes some skill, mm-hmm. and whoever did this marketing campaign should be fired twice. Yeah, I wouldn't have missed it no matter what because I'm, <laughs> I, you know, I love Ghostbusters and I'm a fan. I would be yeah. curious to see what they did with it. But I know that most people don't have that feeling about going to see a movie. They want to go and they want to get excited and go see a movie. Mm. Whereas I'm, I mean, everyone at this table has that certain attitude of, well, I want to know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I want to know what this it, is. It, 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 yeah, it's, it's like... But I think people thought they knew what it was and that they didn't even need to touch it. And some of that's on that person, but definitely, yeah, marketing is supposed to kind of hypnotize you. Yeah. <laughs> and this did not. It's strange, man. Uh, did you guys see The Lobster? No, I no. didn't, but I want to so bad. Please see it. Is it great? Yeah, it's really good. I mean, like, I, if you... Dog Tooth Director, mm-hmm. I cannot pronounce this guy's name, Yargos... <laughs> that was it. You killed it. Yeah, all right. Lobster is so good, man. It's, I've heard great it's, things. It's weird. It's weird as fuck. Well, that's one that I saw the trailer. I think the same time I saw the trailer for Swiss Army Man, mm-hmm. and they both have they're both a twenty four. Or am I wrong about that? I'm not sure. I, I know it Swiss is, Army Man is. I, I'm pretty sure that Lobster is a twenty four. And I just remember that was when I said we got to do an episode about a twenty four because yeah, it seems that to. all the indie films that I want to see have that a twenty four production uh, logo Colin, or distribution or whatever it is. Yeah. Colin Farrell playing like a a subdued, really subtle guy. It's mm-hmm. so funny, man. He's. He's good, guys. He's, he's good. He, yes. He's been he's, really he's been kind of bad in some he's bad good. things, and he's been overdone in some iffy things. But when he's locked in, there's he's, he's one of those guys. He's you the know? key. He doesn't do American films well. He does shitty American films. Maybe you're right. They have to be <laughs> outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. All of his f- movies that are that take place in Europe are incredible. <laughs> in Bruges, and, like you know what I mean. All those movies are That's great. true. I don't know what it is about his American movies. Like, he he has the shittiest American agent. Gives him the shittiest American movies. Well, he's in the the Harry Potter spinoff, too, coming out this year. Really? Okay. So that might be, that might help him a little bit. I don't know. I mean, it's still British. (laughs) And he seems to be kind of playing a little bit of a heavy in that, maybe. I think that feels right. Like, I think he'd be able to give the right spin to. I'm very curious about how that movie. It, it's going to be such a passing of the baton because it's the same director as the last few yeah, Harry Potter films. Right. But it's a whole new story. I'm just interested same to see world, what that though. turns out yeah. to be. But I mean, we've seen yeah. Lord of the Rings 
trilogy versus Hobbit right. trilogy. You're right. You're right. Even though apparently someone killed Fellowship of the Ring, uh, I don't know who did that. But no, <laughs> <laughs> that's the word, huh? Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I forget a slight. I totally forget a slight. Um, no, uh, but I mean, you know, we've seen that happen where the 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 follow up is is not. Um, it just doesn't have the same magic. So I'm right. curious to see what that does because that could be the proof that this has a again franchise that this can just be. I mean, I always, I already think they're going to plow it forever, but I yeah. think in perpetuity. I can feel. I, I feel like so when when I saw the trailer, every time I see the trailer in the movies, people go fucking yeah. nuts. I, I I definitely. Feel it's the same. crazy, it's, man. It's, people. It's, <gasps> I haven't like, seen anything yet outside of the fact I like the 1920s setting. I like the mm-hmm. the sort of new the totally new characters. You know, yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. But I haven't seen that scene, that shot, that gag Neither. yet that makes me go, I would see this if it were called. You know, whatever, and it didn't have this pedigree. Frantic British people in trailers are hilarious yeah. to me, but there's nothing ah, hanging off of things. Yeah. And, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> it's the same thing for every goddamn trailer for Harry Potter, and I'm excited though. I'm excited though. So you're Did saying you got... the lobster is a is a oh a head. Did right. you ever hear the movie Buddy Moon? No, oh, I think we have we have someone upstairs. Oh, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> let's pause this uh okay. and say hello to our guest who's going to be not on the next episode but the episode the after that yeah and then we will uh we'll finish up this episode here well hello hey <laughs> i met henry you know <laughs> welcome back well, so we just had someone come in a voice we're not going to say who it is yet though okay but, but let's let this voice just be part of the conversation. This is kind of a this is a crazy episode. We started yeah. without Ronald. Curveball. He didn't know we were recording today until no, I did. and then well, he I, was, I yeah. don't even know what we're talking. About. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were kind of finishing up uh, running down some movies we've seen recently. But you had just said the lobster was one we didn't. Yeah, lobster and Buddy Moon. Oh, Buddy Moon. What, what's what's the deal? Buddy, with Buddy Moon, Moon is a comedy. I've never heard of either one of these people. But apparently, one of the guys is in the new the newest Pitch Perfect. Uh, he played on the he was in the German singing team. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is. Flula Por- Flula Borg. Uh, this is what I was waiting for. <laughs> oh, you missed the great one like about five minutes ago. Yeah. But uh, yeah. yeah, he just sneezed and it was like, I guess that's his name. Right, right. So the, the plot is <laughs> the plot is basically uh, it's it's a a couple breakup and um, the guy's really depressed and his best friend is German. This guy lives in L.A. and um, inst- they were supposed to go on a trail. Okay. And instead of um, going with his wife to be, he goes with his, his his German friend, and they go on a buddy moon instead of a honeymoon. Oh, got it, got it. Small indie movie, really funny. Okay. Um, the the German dude, I thought his accent was fake. I thought I I'd seen him in Pitch Perfect as the the the, the yeah. The I know the character the you're talking character. about. He's hilarious, man. It's worth seeing. It's really funny. It's just them in the woods. <laughs> doing mushrooms and things like that. So Sounds it's, amazing. It's really funny, man. Look at the trailer for it, Buddy Moon. Okay, I'll add to my list. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I like the uh, poster art for yeah, it. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a really cool movie. Um, really small. It feels really small, but it, it looks beautiful. It's a beautiful... I don't know where they... I forget where they are, um, where the trail is, but... Oregon, it says. Okay. The mountains of Oregon. <laughs> really? It does. Really, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful Take IMDb for that. Yeah, and they run into a lot of people along the way <laughs> on the trail and it gets really funny so that's it buddy mo 
You make me nervous, man. I'm sorry. Nervous. <laughs> I, see, I see him like looking at you out of the side of his eye like, is this sound okay? It's great, it's great to see you, man. What else we got? Anything else, John? So actually, if we're wrapping up this one episode, we actually have a little bit of unfinished business from uh, a recent episode that okay. I thought it might be nice to to jump in with. Yeah. Um, because we do have a mystery person here. We've got mm-hmm. a mystery fourth voice, but I don't think that's going to affect this working as a segment at all. Okay. Do you remember when we did the uh, okay. Fuck, Mary Kill episode? Yes. I drew a name, and we threw it back in the hat because we were trying to close out the episode with like a, a big bang, and we yeah. just weren't feeling it when yeah. that name came out. Yeah. But I felt like when I listened to the episode, I felt bad for <laughs> Willem Dafoe. So I thought we might finish up this episode with a little, a, a quick round of uh, fuck Mary Kill, and just decide which of his movies we would fuck, which of his movies. We would marry, goes yeah, everybody goes. And which of his movies we would. John's kill. obviously done his research Actually, and has no, a I list already. I, I deliberately didn't think about it, so I wouldn't have anything too too set. But uh, okay, Defoe. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, ah, oh, Willem Defoe. I'm just gonna throw out there. If I think of a role of his that I kind of hold up as a very unusual performance, but also a a strong role that every time I see it, I it's definitely a movie that's driven by his acting style and his intensity. And okay. that would be uh, J.C. himself, Jesus Christ, in the Last Temptation of Christ. Okay, he's a really crazy interpretation of if you take Christ as a character, you know, <laughs> and not as like. Christ. Looking at him in a reverent way. Right, right, right. He's a guy who's driven by this insanity. Uh, he hears voices in his head. We know it's the voice of God, but in his world, he's just a crazy person with a voice in his head. And his reaction to that voice is to be angry. And I know a lot of people were mad about that depiction of Jesus being a guy who would who would sort of... It was constantly yeah. bitching God out, you know, <laughs> and saying right. that he doesn't want to hear it. But as far as just a performance, I, I always think of that as like... A performance that is the movie, and that when you see that movie, if you disagree with it, it's probably going to be Willem Dafoe's really bold take on that that, right, that right. person or that character, however you look at it, or that uh, son of God, if that's the way you roll. <laughs> so you're marrying Willem Dafoe as I'm Jesus willing, Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm willying. You're willying it. <laughs> oh shit. I'm, I'm marrying Willem Dafoe as Jesus Christ. Yes. Okay. Mm, man, what else you guys got? I will marry Willem Dafoe in Platoon. Uh, I mean, honestly, that's, going that's through like a lot idea. of them, there's a bunch on here that I could probably get hitched to for a short time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even I'll throw out there John Carter, you know, as one that I think gets a lot of uh, flag for not being as bad as it is. Mm-hmm. But Platoon is really the standout when I think about him. Yeah, I'll second that. I marry for Platoon. I think I'll marry his performance in Boondock Saints. Ah, I, see, I was gonna fuck that performance. Yeah, I'll like get, I'm, I'm I down with Boondock, but it's more yeah. of like a, I'm just trying to like do it and then just get out of there. <laughs> I love the like, that movie. I, 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 I like Boondock Saints. Yeah, but, um, Mary definitely. I couldn't, I couldn't, ma- I couldn't marry that one. You couldn't marry. But I mean, that's good for you though. It's because of because the, the opportunity's there. The for cosplay. Me now. Yeah, right. <laughs> it gets a little weird. Yeah, I think the one I'm gonna fuck is a really dangerous one to fuck because I don't know that you could trust this guy ever. But I think Bobby Peru in Wild at Heart is like so sleazy yeah. and so gross and so. You're gonna hear a long deep sound coming <sighs> out of Bobby Peru. Yeah. <laughs> but I just when I think of him, I think of Platoon, I think of Jesus Christ, and I think of Bobby Peru. So I would say. So yeah, I think that deserves a night of passion. That's the kind of character you you would definitely regret your night of passion spent with Bobby Peru. But I'm trying to think who I would kill. I'm gonna have a quickie with John Wick. Ah, oh, there you go. Oh man, so good. 
I mean, well, I think works. that movie, when it came out last year, kind of reminded me how much I actually like Willem Dafoe mm. when he's in the right movie. Because yeah. up until then, he had sort of fallen into that Gene Hackman's 80s, 90s career oh, where it's sort of like he's there just as salad dressing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> mm. uh, kill, kill. Yeah, looking to kill. Who are we going to kill? Damn. He's done a lot of kind of interesting to good things so like even the movies he's made that i don't oh, love there's a real lot oh, done triple x state of the union yeah <laughs> there's there's, a, there's work to, there's work to be done in the killing here you're not looking hard enough. i hadn't scrolled far enough up the list then i i think uh <laughs> you're right triple x yeah i'm guessing also i don't remember much about this movie at all so i'm gonna say speed two is probably that's a good one a good <laughs> one to kill speed that's two? a good one yeah. like he had to be Jeez. the villain he's in the that, villain right? in it yeah, yeah. um I mean, body of evidence. I really do wow. not want to watch him and Madonna together. Oh yikes! Wow, I forgot about that. You don't think they had great chemistry, Mystery Man? I'm gonna go. With... No. Okay. Is that the one where he's dripping candle wax on her, or she's doing that on him? Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting I'll... filmography. Yeah. I'll... I'm gonna kill him in. Oh Jesus! It's funny that he shows up in Finding Nemo and Finding Dory as well as. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's like the voice of Gil. Which version of his career are you looking at? <laughs> what app are you I'm using? I'm looking at like the 2000s, uh, the early 2000s. Trying to, uh, I want to kill him in the third Spider-Man. Mm, is he good? Is he in that? Yeah. Okay. I was. I was but, looking but like, to as, see as like a voice though. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a ghost. Backs. He's a he's a he's a pre- the fact he, that he even agreed to that movie. Oh, but you know what? I was script. I was wondering about this. Last time we did uh, this FMK thing, you killed Spider-Man three already. I was wondering, can, should we set up something where you can't kill the same movie twice? Okay, if I can't kill, and that it you again. can't marry or fuck a movie that someone else has killed. Wow! Going forward, I know. Is wow, that, that's, 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 that's now would be the time to establish okay. that rule. Well, we need to keep track of what we picked. Yeah, I'll, I'll go back and <laughs> yeah. make a list. Get a little chart on the yeah. wall. I'm right gonna, here. I'm gonna fuck him in uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Yes, someone, Oof. someone needs to mention that. Yeah, yeah so good, great. man. And I think I'm gonna uh, kill. Oh God, kill! Yeah, Spider Man Three is dead. You killed it already. Antichrist. And the reason I picked that movie is because that movie... And Antichrist. You did both yeah. parts of it. <laughs> that's true. That movie made me feel weird. So that's why you're killing that's it. Enough. <laughs> that's enough to do it. I like the movie. You hear that movie? <laughs> don't, don't make Ronald feel weird. Don't make me feel weird. But, but granted, I'll you kill guaranteed you. death. You had your heart warmed by Swiss Army Man. So what's going to make you feel weird is anybody's guess, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's, it's frantic and yeah. weird and unpredictable. Yeah. My, my sensitivity to being freaked out. Yeah. I I did not like this movie at all. Never seen it. Don't Note do yourself it. a favor. Is he actually the Antichrist in it? He's some weird. <sighs> He's a you know. There's a lot of Antichrists. I think kind of in the film in terms of like weird, it's a, like, it's that's not about a particular person who is the Antichrist. That doesn't even make any sense to me. I don't really know. It's like it's like you know. It's got genital go like, mutilation in it. Yeah, you know when you go to like a. Uh, Sounds a good not, good time. Yeah. You go to like a. <laughs> See why Ronald saw it. Is that the part that made you feel weird? <laughs> All of it. Maybe. Yeah, general mutilation. It's like when you go to those art installations and you see a video on the wall. Yeah. You're like, what is that? Mm hmm. It's that movie. Yeah. It's that shitty, weird, I don't know what's going on in it. It has no beginning, middle, and end. Like Executive Panda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah kind of like this episode of Movie Schmoo. Yeah. Right. It's all over the place. That's, that's a good thing, though. All right. So does that cover everybody? I think so. so. We put Will to bed. Yeah. And we've married him. And, and we've so killed he's, him. So he's out of the hat now. <laughs> he's done. 
all right. I think that that, that ends our strangest episode ever. Steve. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at <laughs> moviesmovie.com, yep. Facebook, Google Play. Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Stitcher. What else, Ronald? You sounded very excited about Stitcher. I know, man. I just noticed that Stitcher was still is still a thing. Do you notice? <laughs> so is it something we need to mention then? Yeah, you still gotta mention it. It's relevant again. Yep. I, I Let's name to, some more platforms we're on that nobody uses. I have to mention this, man. The feedback from this Ghostbusters episode that we've done, amazing. What do you mean? The feedback, just, just like people the, the random opinion? comments from people. Well, we, the fact that you know what? Here again, here's something that lends credence to what we were saying before, <laughs> is that we got our first ever like negative feedback on a posting about an episode. Yeah. From someone who was reacting to our episode description of the Ghostbusters episode, right. yeah. but that's never happened before, huh. and it seems like, well, why is it happening now? Hmm. You know, when, weird. Oh, yeah, sec- it's weird. Sexism overthrows everything. Yeah. Well, because uh, they, they'll chase you down and tell you they don't like. It, that's they, our British fan, though, right? Yeah, uh, he's probably, he might be listening now. <laughs> that's our British fan. He actually called in one time. And there goes England. I know there goes <laughs> we England. Just lost we it. just lost half him. our audience. We were just saying that we don't li- we don't watch their movies very much over here. No, but um, you know, it's an it's a guy who posted on the little episode posting, and the episode description said that we were going to discuss the illogical whining of angry nerds. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, that's a loaded phrase. He was so offended. But it's like that thing where you yell, hey, stupid, in a crowded room, and if someone looks at you and says, I'm not stupid, <laughs> well, then I wasn't talking to you. You know what I mean? But why did you turn around? But, like, the guy wrote, we're not angry nerds, as a response to that. I didn't call <laughs> him out voice personally. <laughs> well, no. Hello. Hello. He heard his Hello. computer Hello. saying Hello. that. Uh, talk, talk. We're not angry nerds over here. Uh, but um, I just thought it was funny that it was the first time we've gotten a response yeah and and it made me think okay for us getting one response is like oh my gosh this is huge huge. (laughs) it's even better when it's like negative and they haven't listened to the episode or seen the movie this must mean 20 people thought about responding (laughs) right you know more hate mail yeah right no hate mail kind of does make you feel alive but you're right like the guy with the boycott goes then when we looked on his profile that's what we love about facebook is we can see what sort of pictures you've put up Mm. his his cover photo is a boycott ghostbusters image oh yes well, you have Brexited. Yeah, right. We have Brexited. Um, but also, it's like, but his, he claims it's because why, why tamper with a classic? Okay. I just don't have time for that kind of proprietary feelings that people have about a movie that, we, as we were saying, is 32 years old. You know, it's had its shot. Cla- like, there's a lot of classics that are themselves remakes. So mm-hmm. it's weird right. for people to be so puritanical about the notion. Yeah. Maybe it's only because it's only in the last 20 or 30 or 40 years that people have started, like, dwelling on pop culture that they loved as kids and letting that be the thing they think about as adults. Like, I don't think guys of my dad's generation were sitting around doing the same thing with, like, their Scrooge McDuck comic books or or whatever. But I think nowadays that's, like, a national pastime is, like, you know, collectibles and, and like, polishing your little shelf of these these are my favorite things. There are very few original movies now. I don't understand why this is not a... It's always based on a book or an old show or an old movie. Or or a screenplay. Or a screenplay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. So it was like a nervous laugh. Yeah, like, was, should I, I laugh? Like, yeah. I should laugh. I think when it first started, people started talking about Ghostbusters. They were actually talking about the original guys getting back together. So oh, yeah. it yeah, seemed yes. like yes, yes. there was that promise kind of hanging out there, which might be delivered to us. And then when it Got pulled away. Yeah. Got pulled yeah. away and then recast. And it's yeah. a good point, know, your too. Your idea about um, you know sexism kind of overriding everything probably has a lot to do with it. Yeah, Before we get down the sticky wormhole of you guys talking about remakes again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a fan, I might have heard this episode a few times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
Steve softened me up, though. Yeah. Honestly. Well, you what you said on the last episode was, I think, a, shows where you are now. You said a decade. Yeah, just give, just, just give them a just decade give me 10 before years you remake it. You know, and then remake it. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good with that. If it's less, it starts to feel weird. I know you guys don't like movies before 1970, but you should uh, watch. Alfred Hitchcock actually redid his own movie. So really? he did The Man Who Knew too, too Much, and then he did it again. So you wow. can actually watch like what happens when the same auteur mm-hmm. you know, tackles the movie, and the technology had moved. So wow. right, first right. one's black and white, second one's color. Wow. You know, it's uh, pretty interesting. That is really Very cool. Didn't, uh, I guess, uh, like European directors have directed the American remake of their film a of few times, film. I think. I know that happened with The Vanishing. Is that the name of that mm-hmm. film? I believe that was directed by the same director, the the original and the remake. But the only the, in, does Evil Dead count? Does you that know, count? he keeps kind of remake. I don't know. It's does interesting. The first and the second. The count? first and the second kind of do so tread the same ground. Like exact, yeah, you're right. Sort of. Well, they recap the first one love. in the first twenty minutes of the, right, of the yeah, second. Right. Right. Yeah. I love both of those. Right. So. All right. All right, cool. Check it out. Well, we were, we were it, sort of winding it yeah, down. Yeah, we, we, we were, we were, we were almost the there. Oh, that's right. It's you like Stitcher. Yeah. Stitcher, Stitcher just threw us in right. a, a whirlwind. I never even heard of Stitcher, and it's already over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's already go. done. It's already played. <laughs> Wait like 20 more episodes. We'll bring it back. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, that's it, really. <laughs> Feel <laughs> okay. free to comment or star or subscribe to us on any of the things, especially Stitcher, mm-hmm. if it's still relevant by the time this podcast it comes out. Sort of, me. And as always, you've made our day. Thanks a lot.